Welcome to the Outsider Podcast by Bleed TV. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. But tonight we're talking about episode five. They snuck it up on us, man. They Dropped did. it on a Friday. When um, uh, we talked all last week how we were dropping this thing on Monday and everything. Then we get a text from our fearless leader over here saying, hey, the episode dropped early. Yeah. Do we want to go ahead and do this? You know, the funny thing is, I didn't know about it until... What do you call it? Several of our fans blew my email up like, dude, y'all dropping a pod tonight? And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? And they're like, they just dropped the show. Uh, and so we got it there as fast as we could, you know. Hey, you know, didn't know it was dropping on Friday, but hey, we'll take it. Um, just got through watching it. Uh, Episode is named uh, Tear Drinker. So yeah. what a title. <laughs> I thought we were going to get a big reveal with the title and stuff like that. Ended up just being with the bartender. First thing popped our head. Yeah. Is there something else to this bartender? I mean, we talked about it last week. How I said I would love to have her job and have a PI come and do all this with me and stuff, but she's kind of cracking the case. I don't know. I think it's just like a really good bartender is able to adapt their conversation to a person who's asking questions or to make conversation. I think that's what I, what a good bartender is. And so if this person's eccentric, she's just matching it by the what she's asking. Well, I would say that until the end of the thing, she was like, "Now it's an it." Like, what are we talking about here and stuff like yeah. that? I feel like she was just playing along at first. But now that could be real. Right. But And Holly was just using it correctly, like, just fresh eyes. Yeah. And fresh ears. And a right. nice sounding Somebody board and everything. Perspective. Yeah. What's the first thing that comes to mind if I were to say, you know, this? And then she just... Because it, it just may be, like you say, just a perspective different. So. Yeah. And uh, then uh, I just want to... Would two hundred dollars be enough for you to uh, drive somebody around? Hell to the yes. Yeah, I think so. Too. Be like, <laughs> yeah, this is the greatest Uber drive in the world. Yeah, especially around Gas Dayton. H-E. Yeah, Dayton, Ohio. So it's like, yeah, where, where's all the sites? <laughs> Easy. There might be Dayton people listening here. Okay. No. <laughs> if they are, drink a little king for me. Hey, look, you know, you remember where we live? You know, we give directions by say, go down here. Your third's fence. There's a horse on the corner. Take a right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's the excitement. Throw like a dog. We'll. Chase your car. <laughs> Throw a yonder in there. Yeah, yeah. Right. yonder, a catty corner. And, uh... <laughs> if it's dark and you're on gravel, you went too far. <laughs> but don't try to turn around. <laughs> you're there. You just you know, dig in. And uh, Anyway, okay. overall, I think, I think we did have some expectations of the episode, you know, being episode five. Um, but not- I'm not disappointed. You know, no, there's nothing disappointing about any of these episodes. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like, but I think after we talked last week, we were like, okay, this next one's got to, you know, we felt like there was going to be a big reveal. There's this and our so on. Um, it starts off with uh, suicide by cop. Well, we don't get that immediately, but yeah, you're finding the guy with the stuff on his neck and he's been shot to death, you know. Um, but you know, here's the funny thing about that is, is that, you know, they, in the preview last week, you know, they the way they did that series of events, we came to the conclusion, oh, my God, Jack's going to do something. The cops are going to be after him, and it's going to be a shootout. Tamika's baby is going to be in trouble. I mean, we were all over the map, <laughs> you know, and then we watched the episode, you're like, no. It didn't play out exactly <laughs> like that. That went differently than expected. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. But I will say, I am very pleased that we did catch the whole cemetery scene from the yes. onset of the barn. And then to come to find out that came in and I was like, hell we to yes, you know? Yeah. So that it was pays cool. to drool about camera angles every once in a while. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Which we had another few good ones at this episode. We did. Yes, we did. My favorite being Holly walking circles around the table where she would vanish out of the frame and yes. then come back in, vanish out of the frame, come back in. Does anyone else do that when they're talking to people and everything? Just kind Not of walk pace. circles, but pace back and forth. I would say. See, yeah. like if there's pacer. like a, 
if there's an island or something, I circle nonstop, and I'm just, just like, I'm with Holly on this. <laughs> that explains a lot. It, it really does. <laughs> it but, really, really does. But I think we could break the episode into two basic or two major things, and that's well, it's Holly for sure. No, Holly no. is one side of it, and then Ralph and his wife. Pretty much. Yeah. Now yeah. there's some Jack situations in there that we'll talk about. Um, Do we just want to knock Jack out? We could probably knock Jack out. Yeah, yeah, because they show us the scene of him bringing the the deer yeah. down again. Is this another deer? New deer. Okay, it's a new deer. I, yes, I wanted to make sure. Um, and then he's pissed off about this lamp. To me, <laughs> I, this is the funniest part of the episode. Oh, so it's part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're gonna get this. Doesn't fit with like your color scheme. Plastic. You motherfucker! He's like, oh, grabs his neck and down he goes. You know. Oh, so was it his neck? Like to me, they made it seem like he took a haymaker or something. Something. It the, makes it look like there's a force that hits him. Yeah, I think it's just the okay piercing pain that would drop you. Yeah, and I think but, when you see him grabbing the dirt, that's just like gritting like, it and everything. You're, you're like if you're gritting it, you know, like it I've reminded, been hurt, and you know, you, you growl, you squeeze your fist, you get mad, whatever. It reminded me weirdly of any given Sunday. Remember when Dennis Quaid goes down mm-hmm. when he gets takes a shot in the back, and you see him gripping the grass, Captain. That's how they show right. the, the kind of sharp pain he's in. That's what it reminded me of. Like the fact that you drop that any jump. given Sunday. Yeah, I know. Di- <laughs> out of everybody in that movie, you give us Dennis Quaid. <laughs> yeah, like, I, mean, yeah. like, I was like, wait, Quaid was in that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. But, Cap, well, yeah. well, you see, I thought this was going to go straight to LT when he made the tackle and everything, and then he's paralyzed, but he's like, did I make the stop? That way he got his bonus and everything, and he was gripping it. No, no, so. no. But you remember, when Cap goes down, they're all running around to him. He's... You know, basically, oh, yeah, growling in pain and <laughs> gripping the grass like that. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, so let, let's talk about this. And one, one of our one or two of our viewers emailed us, it was actually two, talking about that we should try to break down what kind of powers we think it or this doppelganger, you know, whatever you want to call it, abilities. I think this episode showed a lot, you know, because well, de- definitely with Ralph's wife, um, a little bit of something. Yeah, yeah we saw Ralph's wife encounter. Jack, this thing was not in view based on what they showed because it showed that camera pan around him, and he was screaming and hollering. You know, can you hear me? You this is showing, and he had that that pain and that feeling. Or so great on. camera work, just in the woods and everything right there too. Oh yeah. Um, all right. So, do we think that this thing has the ability to affect people from distance because it's put whatever this is on its neck? I think the people that have the thing on their neck can be affected from distance. And do we think it's some form of like telepathy, you know, like it's a way of obviously, you know, it's I don't think it's a coincidence of where it's affecting him being on the back of your neck. You're talking about some of the most sensitive places in the world. And you could say that, you know, I mean, think about any movie where you're talking about you snap a neck or you the spinal tap or whatever you want to call it, the base of the skull being one of the most critical areas of your whole body whatever this thing is, is it, it's, is it how it connects to this person from distance? This, this, because, you know, we do have another character that emerges this episode that's had this and he doesn't look like he's under the control of it. He's just grief stricken by what's happened. And that's what doing what he's doing. Well, I mean, I don't know if we can make that claim or anything. Cause we don't really see, we don't, but that's what going on. That fact, we don't see like he's in Dayton. Mm-hmm. Okay, this thing is in Cherokee City, Georgia, so I don't feel like at that distance he affects another thing, another person by what no. he did to his neck. I would agree with that, but uh, I mean, his, 
that thing ended like three days earlier. I mean, we get that little thing, and then we see him folding and yeah. But Holly was there during his death. Holly's in a traffic jam Holly's because of his death. Okay, so, yeah, no, you're right about so that. So you had to look at that current time frame. So to okay. me, there's, and then he came back on that sheet. It said what thirty three days was his. Do we know? I don't remember. No, there was. 24, 23, and 20 days. Okay. So his I, was, I don't remember which one his was. I think his it was 23. 23. I think it was 23. Because I think uh, the girl up in New York was the first one for 24. Right, because he says he likes, she says he likes to linger. Mm-hmm. So how long was he in town is what it looks like she's making the right. the case of. Right. So then do we think we're going to get one of these people for the New York case, or do we even go back and visit that one? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think what you saw on the piece of paper okay. is that Maitland said 20. Yeah. So there's only a few days left before this thing leaves town with a new face. Okay. So I think Holly knows that she's got to get in town and get this thing. And that's why she's trying to drive down there and everything. Okay. So back to the abilities thing here. What else do we feel like? Do we, all right. So you mentioned when he had the one, Ralph's wife was in there. And he goes, come sit down. And she walks over the glass, doesn't even wince an ounce of pain or this, mm-hmm. that, or so on, gets, sits in the chair, and is basically looks like she's under control of whatever this thing is saying or doing. That's the, that's the, the feel I got from it. I would yeah. say it's just so fear-stricken that you're just kind of doing exactly what it says. But like you said, when she doesn't wince anything, yeah, on that that's glass, the key thing. Like, to me... It was like she was completely numb to anything going exactly. on around her. To me, and you're a cop's wife. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't bow. just sit down. You have exits. You yeah. run. Yeah. You don't have any family in the house. You take off. You yeah. know. Yeah. To me, the whole you scream for Ralph. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like none of that matches. Like him saying that was like a command. You know, she knew she was toast or was under control or whatever. So that proximity even though that she even though he hadn't touched her neck or put anything on her neck that we know of <clears throat> she was under control is what it looked like to me right but this time also he has no goo well he doesn't like, use the goo oh you talking about where he's standing yeah well we he might have had shoes on this time I, I, I don't know and we're not sure originally that that was goo either when he was in the little girl's room it could have been mud on his shoes. True. It could, it could have been anything. We or don't know for it sure could have that been that was. It could have been wet boot marks. Yeah, we don't know, know if that was for sure the goo that was in the barn. We're it not sure positive. Like We're it. not it positive, sure but like I mean, it. it looks like the same stuff. It was the same episode and everything. I think there was uh, a reason we saw it in two locations to to show the connection. Yeah. And so on. I'm going to go, it is the goo, but I also think it's the goo is when you have a transition of skin or your look, and that's the only time that you have that. And it was never found in the house. So, I mean, like, it might just... Right. Um, All right, so we also know that he can obviously look like anybody as long as he scratches. We presume gets DNA, blood, Mm -hmm. whatever. He can shift there. Um, He has the ability to tear apart things. So he has amazing strength and ferocity to, you know, from what we've seen of a human victim as well as the boar, the deer, things of that nature... Um, but other than that, I mean, it it walks, talks, drives vehicles. It's you know looks like anybody average Joe. Well, I, don't I, mean, know, I, I don't see anything else. The talking was really weird because it sounded like somebody who has like the hole in their throat and they have that little machine that comes up. That's not what I, I heard. T- 
talking through a mask. I heard what you really? sound like muffled talking through something over your mouth is what I heard. See, I got more like vibrations and stuff uh, out of it than it muffled. It was definitely gravelly. There's no doubt about it. I, I could go either way. I mean, I think it's just an audio dub to make it sound scary as hell and well done. No, I think, I think because the kid drew the same picture as she did and it's the same thing we've been seeing is that this is a, a mask, mask he's wearing when he's not yeah forming somebody else and okay. then i'll go with that between Besides, between skins or whatever we want to call it is he wears this mask who's the art teacher in this town that's what i want to know because apparently everyone <laughs> is a fantastic artist in this area you know, I thought of the same thing. Being an art, me and you know, Jake and I are both being art majors and just at our salon. The 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 picture similarity and stuff. It's kind of rare. Let's just put it that way. I mean, kind of uh, rare. I, I almost failed high school because I couldn't color inside the lines. Like I mean, but there's uh, only two people that have drawn a picture, right? Right. Yeah. And this one kid is from. New York, right, or wherever. Where, yeah, where was he from? from? Uh, I think he started off in New York. I think he started in New York. Anyway, and then then this is the wife. So it's not like it's in this town with the art teacher. Yeah, okay. but I mean, still, two people. I understand what you're saying, and what's weird is Ralph looking at that picture and automatically thinking about the strip club owner. And if you look at the picture, it does somewhat resemble him on one side, and it also has scruff on his chin. Mm-hmm. Like he has, mm-hmm. so it's like it's weird that he went to that. Well, and he's already suspicious of him because he knows he was scratch and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> but now that we bring the kid up, being from New York, the kid has been in every single location. Uh, no, he's yeah. he's not been to Cherokee. He hadn't been to Cherokee. Did they not grab he him? He dumped the van in Dayton, and then he was picked up in Chattanooga. Yeah. And so that's they, where they, they drove. Went, they to went to Chattanooga okay. to talk to him. Yeah, I don't think the kid's going to have anything yeah, to kid, do further. The drawing from the kid was the last hoorah from that actor, as far as I'm concerned. Um, all right, well, let's, let's let's talk about Ralph and his wife and things like that. Oh, right. You want to do that or finish Jack with uh, T? We need oh, to finish yeah. Jack up. That's true. I forgot about Jack. So, wait. <laughs> I was wrong. He did not destroy the baby party. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> he was an asset, instead, but yeah. Instead, he's just, you could tell he's stressed out. Yeah. Well, I think he... My question is, why not tell anybody about what's on your neck? Why not go to a doctor? Why not go to a hospital? Even this guy who's in Dayton who has this shit on his neck doesn't look like he ever tries to look for a remedy outside. He looks like he just becomes the pawn and stays the pawn. Well, because, I mean, you could. what happens if you try to say something and then you immediately get searing pain? Or you say something and you don't get any pain and you think, oh, I may have gotten away with that. You step into your car, and you know you, you cause your a head seven car pile off. up. Yeah, your head falls off. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there might just be so much fear that that's what I'm saying. You see, like anxiety that's hitting him. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and he first off, the actor's crushing this role as a mega douche, but also as like a kind of sneaky way when he's talking to Ralph later. You know, like caring and everything. Yeah. And it's just um, like, well, yeah, he's just trying to figure out where Ralph's. In the case, you know, it's pretty slick. You know? But you can tell he's definitely, they, they showed, I think they put the scene in there of him not wanting to hold T's baby. Yeah. To show, and then him saying, because I don't want anything to happen to it, to show that he cares. He does care. He is a human. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he, he does, and I don't think he wants to touch anyone. 
that's what I got to feel like. Cause like, he's like, I don't want to touch the baby or I don't want to hold or just, I want to protect. Makes you wonder is that by, by Jack having contact with something other, you know, that, that does that give away for it to have contact? I don't think so. I think he's just scared. Maybe it's contagious. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But then it's funny cause no, we have seen him get into a fight and everything. Cause I was curious to see if he's touched anybody, but I remember him getting in the fight back at the bar. After he'd already had the mark. That's right, because they, they tried to grab him, and he went, oh, yeah. my neck. And he's like, y'all saw me. I didn't touch him. I didn't touch him. Yeah. You know? um, so I don't, I don't know. But, but, we, yeah. but later, we like I said, we get the Jack sequence of talking to Ralph, apologizing, and wanting to get yep. in on the investigative group. Correct. Which we all assume is just a way of trying to find out what Ralph's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, feed more information back to whatever it is that's controlling him. Yeah. Oh, Coco. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, that's all we got to Jack. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, poor Jack. Um, all right. Were the rest of y'all's hearts in your throat when Tamika gets up from her little, you know, her bad dream, her bad dream, supposedly. <laughs> no, I, I had a feeling it was a dream or something just because like a baby's just too small, but I also don't have kids, so I don't have that same word what is the significance of her having a dream about something she's never seen before she's never seen the hooded man no uh, the character has never been introduced as a person who is knows anything about it even aware of a situation never seen it before as we can tell on camera why is she having a dream well i think she saw it as jack because like even in that person like he was wearing a green hood but he had jack's build and everything he said i don't want to hurt the baby that's just how I saw it. I didn't get that vibe. I don't know. There's there a lot of dream talk yeah. in this episode. You know, with the you know the other cops saying dreams are signs. You know, t- you know, talking about his grandfather, wasn't it? She said her grandmother, her great grandmother, said that she received a dream where she, something bring up brought up two pails of milk. And she said it was supposed to be three. And then she woke up and then she found out her... One of her sons had One died. of her sons had died, but her husband and other son were coming back. Um, and he said that's dreams are like messages. You yeah. Know? Um, which was a great... Another one of those great one-on-one scenes, you know, between two actors just crushing it. Just good writing again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, and, but that's the thing, though. Dreams are messages. Now... Ralph's wife had a real one, but it's still assumed he was delivering a message. He was. Get him to stop. Same message that Jessa had sent us and everything. Or you both die. And then... And it was interesting how he said, he'll die, and then you'll both die. Right. And then T is prying into Jack, talking about, you know I'll find out. Mm -hmm. You know I can, you know, you know I'll figure this out. And then so now she has a dream getting another message watch yourself or the baby goes you know what i'm trying to say yeah. even though she has no idea what the dream means as of yet you know what i'm saying the right. message, she still gets it so let's throw one more thing in there on its abilities and powers if you thought about it, i just it just popped in my mind because the preview went so fast i didn't write much notes on it there is a scene in the preview where jack comes around the corner and sees his mother mm-hmm. yeah. and it talks about controlling your memories your thoughts your things and then you see a visual 
mom, you're dead. Don't you know that? Or this, that, or so on, da, da, da. Yeah. So we could assume that this thing has got into Tamika's mind to make her fearful. And that's why we have this visual of him grabbing it, grabbing the baby, and so on, da, 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 da. Based on her saying, I'm going to find out why it's bothering you. I'm, you know, I'm your whatever, and so on. So you could connect the dots that way. You know, a little bit of a leap, but based on what we saw in the preview, it makes sense now. Yeah, and if T ever sees this drawing of a guy in a green hoodie mm-hmm. with a weird face and stuff like that, she's going to think more again about that dream she just had. Right. It's almost implanting a message through fear in you, you know? Oh, yeah. It can also be foreshadowing. You know, it could be something like, you know, a child abduction later, you know, or even hers. You just never know. You know, this way this show is going, they do a really good job of showing you things in previous episodes and then it come to fruition down the road. Yeah. I, don't, I think, once again, I think it's kind of just showing a message being delivered. Stop more prying. Vis- more visibilities. Yeah. Quit Get prying you. into this or... Yeah. else basically. child's probably safe but it's a good visual to show that this guy has the ability to do more with your mind not just physically yeah I can no, agree with that. definitely okay definitely. i'll agree with that all right so we want to do ralph and his wife sure um what so we're in the the rehab place she's working with her client she walks outside and of course green hooded fella sitting there in a chair you know with his hood on she's uncomfortable now, man, they made the tension in this scene so good. They did. They really did. My question here is this. Has she seen the green hooded man or the picture or even heard about any of that prior to this guy? I sitting don't in that think chair? so. Outside of anything that Jessa told her, but she didn't tell him that he was wearing a hoodie or anything. Yeah, exactly. And you can't see his face. So, but yeah, she knows about his face, but that's about it. Right, but you can't see his face from the angle that they show us that she's looking at him from. You just see a hood over somebody. But yet she's very apprehensive and very nervous and the whole nine yards of the duh. And no one else in the room is. And no one else in the room is. What made her feel that way based on what we've seen on the show for her to know? Or are we going back to the same thing of him being in the room and just sensing or is he creating a persona to make her feel uncomfortable? I mean, she might have just been afraid because of what she deals with, the kind of people she's working with, and then the fact that you can't wear hoods to protect her. And so maybe it's just that general fear. Yeah, and that the person is not responding, reacting in any form or fashion like a normal person would. Mm-hmm. When people are getting their names called and you're... You know, people are getting up and headed that way. Like, he's not, not even reacting clinching. at all. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, that was like the third person, and they had it moved, and you think that's the same person that was – because he switched seats when he came. she came out of the room one time. No, I think it was a different – dude. I think it this was, was the green – It was the green guy. Yeah, well, the first two times you came out, and on the third time, that's a person it, in a different colored hoodie, clothes, was in a So she chair. thinks this person has changed seats and everything. Yeah. Correct, yes. So – I think it's just general fear outside of anything else. Well, there's nothing that's shown us definitive in any direction. She's never seen the hooded mm-hmm. guy, according to us on the show. She's never seen a drawing. She's never, the guy's never been mentioned about it in her presence. And so there's no connection there as a viewer of this show for her to have a pre 
knowledge of a person to be afraid of in a green hoodie. Not necessarily of a green hoodie, but she is aware that somebody was in the room with the little girl. Yeah. You know. But she has no idea to ever believe who it would be unless she can see the face. Yeah, I understand. I'm just saying. Maybe I don't think I don't think it's a, too far fetched. Like like Cash is saying, with that job, you know, there's fear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's on. It makes you uncomfortable that you you know you, a person's not acting normal sitting in your waiting room, and you've been doing this for a long time. So yeah. I, I'm 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 completely okay with that. I just I'm really wanted. Ever since we got those emails about you know hey, the abilities and stuff, I really want to think about how powerful is this thing? What capabilities does it have? You know, and this episode, like I said, this episode showed us a plethora of potential ability that this thing does. Um, so it's very curious. Um, we kind of already talked about the whole, she, you know, runs into this thing, says, I'll, you know, he needs to stop. I don't understand. You know, he'll die. You'll both die. Um, but I mean, just like some of the camera work when Ralph wakes up, I love how they just set a camera and everything's blurry, and then the actor comes in the frame. Just yeah. like, my God, that's so creative. It's really good. Well, especially especially when it's anytime there's a people waking up, mm-hmm. you know, it's always like that right there, that morning glow. Oh. You know, of your of your waking your eye, you know, opening yeah. your eyes for the first time in the day. You know, no, well, I didn't even look at it through that kind of lens and everything. That, oh yeah, the attention to detail, like when Ben Mendelsohn was like when he's rolling out, like the whole scene. I know I'm I'm jumping, but. Like when he's in the bedroom, his son's bedroom, and his son comes over there and is like, Dad, you need to let me go. You know, wake up. You know, when he rolls over and he's doing his old eyes like he's been sleeping and drowsy for a long time and going the extra mile. You know how many shows have people just roll over, wake up, and they're spire? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, this, <laughs> this is another attention to detail. You know, there's no stone unturned when it comes to detail. No. Of, of these scenes and shots and it's very appreciated. Well know. then that, and then we kind of had like the straight cut scene of him being hammered at two o'clock in the afternoon with her flipping and flopping in bed after, well, no, cause this was right after she was in bed and he deals with her foot and then it transitions over to that. I was like, yeah, she God. was scared of what happened at work. Mm-hmm. Said that there was a strange guy changed her mind. She slugged that alcohol down like it was going out of style. Three massive gulps. And it's just know. like, whoo. She's going to go lay down. Let me know when the takeout gets here. Passes out. Passes mm-hmm. out. And then, you know, uh, Ralph goes in there. And then we get the flashback of him getting drunk at two in the morning, two in the afternoon. And she's just trying to sleep through her depression of them losing a child. Yep. Um, you know, so again, very well done. Great you know. transition and everything. Uh, really, really solid. Um, Ralph like, also has a couple scenes where he's talking to um, Holly. Holly, and she asks him to go and take pictures of the uh, Terry Medlin's uh, cemetery cemetery Maitland. plot. You know where he's buried, um, and so. He does in the process, like I said, they got that drawing we talked about a minute ago. Um, very similar. Um, and when they get there, you know, the his cop buddy goes, Oh, damn it, look. And there's the barn in the background. Um, you know, there, did y'all see the, the part where, you know, Terry's wife picks up the, the head, the fake headstone that had been well, like Ralph's wife picks it up, yeah. And you could see there's gotten like desecrated, uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's got you know. Witchcraft there, shit painted on it, and and did y'all see that there was a cross that was upside down on it? 
Yeah, like that, you know. You're, yeah, and there was yeah. a five point star and all that yeah, stuff. It was I mean, just, uh, yeah, it's just like uh, witchcraft and devil worship stuff that was drawn on it. Yeah, it was, it was um, bad. You know, and that's a that was a cool little detail. A lot of people would think, and it reminds me of the scene of the Huddleston's mailbox. You brought it up while we were watching it. The, the details, the hostetter, yeah. about how the mailbox looked like crap, it, looked like the eggs had been on it and had vandalized multiple times and yeah. the whole nine yards. So a great attention to detail. Um, well, it's just this cycle they're showing. The cycle of the, you know, guy getting arrested, he dies, the whole town freaks on the, the you know, those people. And you see child killer and everything graffiti all over it and stuff like that. Yeah, it was. So it's. uh, But Ralph's scene right there is basically is the is the bookend of what Holly has been investigating all this time during her part, and she starts visiting the cemeteries, which she visits. Was it three separate ones? Two. Two. Was two, and in the first one. Creepy as hell, this abandoned area beside it, by the way. Oh, it's uh, like a ghost town. Yeah. It's it, really it weird. It's really strange. Uh, like an old mining town or something. Um, you, know, you look at this beautiful cemetery, beautiful trees and oaks, this, that, or so on, and then you had this one beat-up old, I believe that's an old Ford or Chevy truck, I can't remember which one. And then you look behind it, and look, you know, and it's just... Looks like something died there and never re-came back, you know? Yeah. Um, and she comes to the conclusion, and then she goes to the other one, and then there's an industrial plant, you know? Um, well, also, we, we get the thing. The two girls that were killed, there's a fresh grave beside them of mm-hmm. their mother. Right. You know, and, he's, and she says, that's what, what you, you do. do. You get the whole family. Right. So, which we didn't even know about yeah, that was the mom. New. That was new. Because it had a 2019... You know, yeah, had you know, a marker on it or whatever like that. So it's like even that's new information that the mom, you know, a grief stricken probably committed. Well, yeah, because we never even knew anything about the no, uh, two little girls' family. Or yeah, anything. No, yeah, they we, don't talk about it. Right. That's just a simple little thing they threw in there to show you that it's once again the cycle again. Yeah, yeah, it's completely repeated. And she it's, makes another comment like, "You like the linger. You like the linger." It's not just the the victims' families; it's the accused families too that go yeah. down. So. You know, that's well, why we're all waiting on the ball to drop for Maitland's family and you know everything like that. But it looks like he's trying to get even more than just Maitland's family. He's trying to get everybody. I, I don't know. I think uh, I think Maitland's family is different, and that's the reason that we're dealing with so much of this episode. That's what the show is about. You know, is that he's here. Ralph is looking into it uh, differently than any other cop has. They're going the extra mile. You know, the little girl is not afraid or she treats mean. Um, they're not, they're, they're not, they're angry. Like yeah. you said, they're not angry. They're not grief stricken, which they are, but I mean, not in the way that they, he's anticipated. Well, they 100% believe their dad was innocent. 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 Um, um, and that's a big difference. Yeah, I think it is. As far as grief is concerned, you know, you're pissed. So I, the thing is, too, is this thing likes to linger. I mean, Holly keeps saying he likes to linger. Mm. He's going to stick around no matter what for the amount of time to, to get in his grief that he eats or whatever, right? But he has to also deal with the fact that Ralph won't stop investigating it and that Terry's family is not doing what they should be doing. Yeah. So it's like... Well, I, since it's still being investigated, they don't even think to grieve. Or anything like that. You know, they're still fighting. 
Yeah, clear, uh, that's true. It gives them a, pot of, a positive motivation. You know, she's trying to exonerate her husband's name. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they've got for the hope. benefit of her children, and yes. you know, and so on. So yeah, it's definitely different. All right, so this episode, and just I know I'm, I'm bouncing here. The the guy with the neck, all stuff on his neck. Jack at, at the cemetery. She the second one. No, no, the new guy. The new okay, runs yeah, into yeah. Him at the second cemetery, and he says, uh, you, "You fucked us, all of us." You well, really, no, he you said, fucked he, me. he fucked us good, didn't he? And was, he the fucked, key word was us. He fucked both of us, I think is what he said, mm-hmm. or something like that. Or all of us, or something All like of that. us, yeah. It was yeah. A, yeah, I don't... So... He's talking about the thing, I'm assuming. Yeah, he yeah. knows what it is. Just like Jack's dealing with it, he was one dealing with it. Yeah. But we still have no idea who this guy is, what his relation is to him, or anything. Or what their task is. It's just me. It's like, what is Jack's purpose? Why does why does this thing take control of uh, someone else during this whole process? To get food. That's what I was thinking. Was like, this is like a ghoul for a vampire, mm-hmm. right? They bring the ghouls in. Ghouls drag in unsuspecting Fresh. victims to get taken, right? Yeah. I feel like he has to have somebody around because he doesn't just survive on grief. He has uh-huh. to. Eat, eat, it looks like. It's like, it's like little a shop, substantial like little amount of basically. You know? Yeah, so you have to feed this thing, I would assume. But why feed did he me. have to bring apartment you know, supplies and stuff, you know, furniture and things like that? Like, I have no clue. Hey, yeah. he needs a color scheme and everything. Like, no one wants to just Here's be out thing. in the wilderness. You, you, you give him a lamp that requires electricity in the middle of the woods. With no way to run the electricity. Right. Uh, and so, I mean, like, I didn't see no generator standing over there or anything else. And so, the stuff he was buying was so random. And why doesn't he like the lamp? It has to be a reason for that. Yeah. They're, I'm going with just pure comedic value. value. It's, and I, and I it's, hope it's the one that. item that is selected and thrown, you know, And he had gotten away. taller, uh, like, standing lamps and everything. So, I mean... There's a specific reason. It's not like it's just light. I don't know. There, There is a reason they've shown us. It if is, anyone got a, just like yet. a still photo of this, please tweet that at us. I'd be interested to see if there's something we can see in the uh, like lamp. Like all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, all the stuff and then just like a close-up of the lamp. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. And so I'm guessing based on all this stuff that's out here, it's like that, this thing sleeps outside. Possibly. Like, I mean... I, and would you know? Could you assume that? I don't know because it's like because now with the barn coming up and the fact that it was outside the cemetery and that's where the clothes were dumped makes me want to go look inside the abandoned village and oh, the yeah. abandoned the abandoned factory to find out if there's a pile of clothes sitting somewhere. Yeah, is there a, is, you know is there a goo everywhere you know anything? Um, yeah, I, I know, I, but I think that ship has sailed. She's, you know, her driving back. You know, uh, we won't get that, but we can just assume. But, um, but yeah, one of the most curious things is is why are we decorating the middle of the woods? Um, and it's a good question, and know, hopefully, it's one that we get answered here coming up in the next episode <laughs> or two. Yeah. Um, another thing is is that you know we got the new guy that has the next stuff on it like that, but we didn't get enough of him to see what his role was. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure we're going to actually see what his role was. I think Jack will show us what all of those roles are. Okay. You know, in the cycles. We don't know which if there was one in New York even. 
Yeah. You know, sometimes you don't even know if it's necessity to have a person that is your peon. I don't know. You know, it just. Well, so, and where? Because, you know, you can't go and hunt deer That's in what downtown I was about to say. Brooklyn or New York or this or so on and bring a fresh kill to someone. You know what I'm saying? So, and then if you're in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, there, there, there's hunting up. In I mean, there's a date. I mean, like I said, it, plus you have to understand the barn was an hour away from Cherokee City, but not far from where Maitland's buried. Correct and stuff, but still, it's an hour away. So that means Jack is driving. You know, it could be anywhere of a distance that's going to feed or decorate or whatever you want to call it there's you no know, we have no idea where these woods are that correct exactly so even if these things are happening in dayton whoever is peon could have been driving 40 minutes out there into the woods the boonies or anything else you know what i mean look we live right next to memphis tennessee but you can drive 30 minutes in a direction and you can end up in woods you know i mean it's a giant metropolis city i get that but still 30 minutes away you can be in some good woods you know it's not hard yeah i don't um, so I, I, I'm just using. We're that still as, lacking some information. Yeah, there's not, not a lot. For the, yeah. <laughs> a lot of information, not some. But uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that we have. Well, you know, just well, Andy. Yeah, Holly and uh, her new beau. Uh, um, the Andy situation is weird to me because he just like showed up at her hotel's the lobby. Lounge, yeah. Well, like, I mean, that's trying to sneak a date or something, you know. Like, I don't know and how else. Successful. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I mean, the, the, it was separate beds. But to just come to Let's the hotel, hey, and go. I mean, oh, for a little I, bit. I stopped in for a drink in your your hotel lobby. Yeah. Um, want to come down or whatever like that? I'm like, eh, it's. He's being presumptuous. She opened the door. A man. desperate she shot. Gave, <laughs> she gave him the kiss, and it worked out for him. Yeah. It's like you know, you don't know if she's in town or anything. It's like, hey. I know, like, around what time you want to be at this bar and everything. You have a seat. I'm going to take a shot. Hey, it was completely plausible to me. I mean, it really does. I mean, I'm not saying it's not plausible. I just thought the the move was uh, <laughs> it, it was bold, bold. Hey, yeah, yeah. The ma- hey. it's one you have to be dan- you have to be careful with in this day and age. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was uh, how I met your mother. It's like it's all in how it's interpreted. It's either something or Dahmer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like, yeah. So anyway, they you know, they have a a, um, a conversation. You know, he brings up I forget what he said. They were talking about um, she worked a case where somebody's mother or grandmother got killed. They thought it was local gangsters, bangers, whatever like that. But she said there was a pillow under the under her head and you know, like a cloth over her eyes, which made it feel like it was somebody who knew her, disappointed personal and so on and they use that correlation to come to where when she went to uh hotsetter's house great visuals by the way of the whole boarded up and kidnap you know child killer all that um and that creepy ass cat clock okay um she notices that the bed is made on a set of box springs Mm -hmm. um bed is made as if it was a bed in military style um because I'm pretty sure we found out before that the brother had committed suicide, and we just saw how the brother committed suicide. Remember when we were hearing the story of Hostetter yeah. or whatever like that? The mom drove into a thing, and, and she had also said that the brother had committed suicide. Right. Well, I thought we had saw that the brother committed it with the needle, and I thought it was just heroin. I, I do remember somebody saying OD. Um, pretty sure the brother OD'd. I'm po- almost positive you're right, too. 
But like, it was weird. They kept showing the military photograph. Yeah, it yeah. kept showing uh, like a it young was him. kid. But it, to me, that looked like the orderly as a young child in a military outfit. Maybe. That's what it would look like to me. It, did, it was not the guy who made the bet. I can tell you that. There's no correlation. I think it was that, and the reason the bed was made that way was to represent for him because he got screwed over. He was completely wronged. He's dead. Yeah, his whole family's destroyed because of what this thing did. Like you said, the whole thing fucked us. You know, and but what do you what do you think about the weird breeze that blows through when Holly opens the closet? Yeah, I didn't love that. Because I didn't understand it necessarily. Yeah. Now, all, obviously, all the windows are busted out, and it's kind of boarded up and stuff like that. But there's that weird breeze that blows through. It, it, you know, I don't recall a breeze. I don't recall her, like, touching the bottom of the clothes, and it looks like they move a little bit. No. No, no. Okay, so there you, was a definite, like, ghostly... Gu- gust of wind. Gust of breeze. wind that pushes okay. it. Well, Almost like she was about to find a hidden passage behind the closet. <laughs> right. it, it was like a thing in Zelda where all of a sudden it was just like... Or if it was just supposed to be that because the windows are open, yeah. a gust had come through enough to turn her head towards the windows where she sees that the bed is made. I don't know. I'm a, I would like a little more explanation on that. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it made it actually look like Holly had some kind of paranormal gift in a way, and I didn't like that. Well, here's the thing. is that In the cemetery scene... When she comes up with this idea, the woods, you know, the wind blows and the trees, they show, they make a point to show these trees blowing with a gentle well, no, wind. But she says it. She says, all he's got to do is stand here and just breathe in mm-hmm. and he, he'll get all the grief. That's why he lingers in these areas, right. in these abandoned spaces near where all the grieving people are. I'm just saying is that you saw the wind blow these clothes when she comes up to a revelation. She's in the cemetery, comes up with another revelation as the wind blows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, is it a, just a visual cue of, oh, I smell a new revelation, you know, or feel one? No no telling. No, yeah, no, no telling. I just don't, I don't understand the whole Hope, gust that yeah. the clothes. That's and all. hopefully we don't get something like that again. You know, it's almost like yeah. a weird, uh, we did a show called Mayans. Well, yeah. You know, it was almost like his Seagal vision. Yeah. Oh god. And so small vision. <laughs> we we don't need things like that coming into a yeah, quality no. show like no. we're right. currently able to watch. Big question. Any significance to the guy who was put at gunpoint during the cop suicide? No. I don't think so. You think he just happened to be the guy walking out there by himself to do this? He just won the lottery. It wasn't a good one and uh Hopefully he's alive. I feel like this guy chose a very secluded spot that he wouldn't have to worry about many civilians being injured or anything like that. I feel like this guy has his freedom back. You know, the thing is not controlling him anymore. But just out of sheer horrific shit he's probably done. Because that's the thing is... Holly also brings up the fact that this guy might have been the one that did the actual killing right now we're not sure that that's actually going to be true because we definitely see terry maitland doppelganger yeah is what kills this little girl no reason these cases are so open and closed so quickly is because of physical visual physical evidence that are so and so and we already have had the scene of the orderly being bumped into terry maitland so obviously it was that when he killed the two girls um 
I think she just says this guy has grief because he's involved and hasn't been caught yet. You know, so he's involved. I don't think he's involved in it. I think he's just involved in the after effect of it. I think he's involved because he knows everything that's happening. And if you let it go and happen and don't do anything about it or prevent it, even if maybe you couldn't do it because you're under control, this or so on, that's the reason he feels so grief stricken and the reason he commits suicide. And so Holly's correlation is correct, just for the wrong purposes. But what has Jack done? Nothing. Nothing. Maybe some but illegal hunting. Thing, Jack so what? has no idea that the thing that is touching that touched his neck has anything to do with Terry Maitland. Well, unless, we're, sure unless we're perceiving that this thing is telling him more and find out where the investigation's going, this that or so. So on. he knows it's circled around the Maitland case because he's telling him. You know, to stop and everything. To, to get involved in investigation. But we don't know that. Okay, oh, then why are you presuming that the other guy does? What I'm saying here is this, is that we feel like the reason that Jack is talking to Ralph is so that he can become part of the investigation. It's an easy assumption that he's doing this at the behest of the doppelganger. Okay? No doubt. But that's a cop trying to infiltrate being a cop who's investigating. Mm-hmm. This other guy, we have no idea what his occupation was, no idea what his role was, what he did during the process or anything. But the one thing we do know is is that he knows the guy who's dead, his family, and the girls were all screwed by this thing, and he's aware of it enough to commit suicide about it. Jack, does he know that much of this? Does he know? I would say no. That's what I'm getting at is, is that Jack, yeah, he. I'm sure he knows he's being told to go be a part of this investigation. But I don't think he realizes the extent that the other guy did before he committed suicide. I mean, maybe not yet, but yeah, not yet. the I thing is, he's been, I, I would, I'm definitely assuming that he's been told to try to find out what they're investigating. And I agree with that 100%. And I'm definitely sure he understands that there is something super crazy, supernatural going on, that he has this horrible pain in his neck and is being forced to drag things out into the woods. I'm not sure if he even is that far yet, just because of the kind of person he seems to be in everything. He's screaming in the woods, basically ready to die. I just don't see him being a guy that's going to still believe in the supernatural and everything. You know, he seems very much like Ralph in that sense. I mean, I know I'm with you on like why you think it and everything. Just Jack's character doesn't seem like someone that believes in that kind of stuff. Maybe I don't know. I, I feel like he's in a, in a spot now. But my my thing is is why is he the guy in the graveyard says he he fucked us right? But what did he do? Like, how did he? How did he fuck with him? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is Jack's role? What was that guy's role? He's made him do things that he feels grief-stricken. Maybe. We don't know that. Well, him going and make the bed at that house says that. He doesn't go to that house if he doesn't know what happened and how they got screwed and he doesn't I, make that bed. I agree. But I'm, what I'm saying is, is why, why does he blame himself? We don't know what his role was. Yeah. That's my thing is like Jack, I mean, I understand having wanting to have Jack around because 
they're still investigating you. Yeah. There's yeah. shit going he's on. still an active cop You need it. somebody. Yeah, there's no doubt. So, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see, but I don't know. I feel like there's some... We learned more than we even understand this episode, I feel like. I agree. All right, so that's basically the episode, but let's talk about this enormous preview that right. talks about... Before we do that, I do want to thank everybody for emailing us and letting us know about the poem for oh, that's uh, right. Andy the and Tennyson Andy. poem. Yeah, the... Is it Sir Gallahan? Yes. Yeah, that was... Uh, and uh, as we requested, we shall receive. We uh, we did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all came boy, in clutch, we? man. We, we, even, we, got... I, we even got like, uh, what was it, 10 or 12 more positive reviews, and two of them had on there like, FYI, Sir Gallahan, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in a review on iTunes, which was awesome, by the way. Yeah, t- the two of the latest reviews on there, one of them is freaking hilarious, so good call on that one. Um, but... but- Again, if y'all see something that we're missing or you come up with a correlation, y'all let us know every week and we really, really appreciate it. And we try to bring it up in the following week. So please keep that up. We do read it. We do respond in everything. This is why we podcast. Oh, there's no doubt. I think I spent, I think on Monday, I think it was, it was Tuesday morning. I was at work and I had a downtime and I spent an hour and a half responding to emails and social media. Oh, and like Twitter, like my phone just kept blowing up with it. And I was just like, my goodness, thank I you. I've never done that many emails at one time. But anyway, uh, I'm going to start giving Jake some. Um, <laughs> Freaking loof. Anyway, as always, guys, you can hit us up on Twitter. That's Bleed TV Podcast on Twitter, Bleed TV Podcast on uh, Gma- Facebook. Gmail. Of course, Gmail. That's Bleed TV Podcast uh, at gmail.com. You know, don't hesitate. Again, um, subscribe to the pod if you haven't yet. Tell your friends. If you haven't given an uh, opportunity to give us a positive review, which we've got so many, I really, really appreciate it. Please do that if you enjoy what you're hearing. It, it helps us so much. We have maintained the number one um, – spot for outsider and we are <laughs> ranked in the top 100 almost top 50 in total podcast for the show and it's that's a testament to you guys and we really really appreciate that um it's it's amazing and i think we're right at number six or seven when it was in the tv review category there we go so i mean like the show is kick-ass and shout outs to our neighbors up north canada we made it number two thanks yeah, to y'all so. two. <laughs> yeah <laughs> canadians love us yeah. Yeah. send us some maple syrup <laughs> you know but um, wow! Before we say anything, hey. before we finish it up, I want to talk about the preview. Yeah. The well, preview. I mean, I also wanted to give people a chance, you know, spoilers that they can now. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. We didn't read the book, so. Um, hey. Key things I saw in this preview. We see a human eating something that looks like raw flesh. Uh, that stuck out to me big time. So we got a visual here. There's several cutscenes of Ralph where it's action-based. Like, he's got a gun. There's an explosion. They're in a cave. There's a cave. There's a real... We talked about this, the powers of this thing. Mm-hmm. We see Jack lift his hands up, and it says, Stop her. It's all of a sudden, carves into his, his hands. hands. Yes. Now we Carves also, or it looks it, like blood le- coming up to the yes, surface yeah, of I'm going to go with this is an apparition, like a bad dream, like mind control. Because even in the preview, it talks about, you know... This thing can get in your mind and control your memories and your thoughts and so on. And then you see him come around the corner and you see his mother and he goes, Mom, you're dead. Don't you know that? And everything else. And so, you know, he's losing his mind or this thing is making him feel like he's losing his mind. Um, and then there's also scenes with um, people wearing masks for like a masquerade party. You know, like, you know, you see Ralph wearing what looks to be like a wolf mask. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you see a scene where the wolf mask is in an evidence bag. Yep. Okay. And then there's a woman with two children who are crying in a police station room. 
Um, so are we going to get another another murder? You know, another child is gone, or you know, something of that nature. And then maybe they're going to make Ralph look like the bad guy in this situation. You know, I mean, can we really turn the table here? Um, not real sure what's going to happen with all of this. It was a lot of too, it was too much flashes and stuff, but but obviously it's all also being over narrated by Holly telling everyone involved her theory. Correct. To which, which Maitland's wife is like, the fucking boogeyman? This is how you can exonerate my husband is the boogeyman? Yeah. You know, um, you're going to have to expand your idea of reality. And then, you know, even Maitland, and even Ralph's like, if this is true, then, you know, it, we have to forget everything we've ever been taught in our yeah. lives and well, stuff. It wasn't that part of Ralph that got me. It was, uh, I'm going to go look for evidence Little DNA, you know, yeah. boring cop stuff. Dumb yeah. cop shit, you know. I was just like, oh, that's good. But you also see a scene of like him and a couple good old boys with rifles get in their truck like they're fitting to go uh, hunt something down. You know what I'm saying? Well, was that Ralph and some good old boys or Jack and some good old boys? I saw Ralph get in the truck with some good old boys and rifles. Maybe. If there's good old boys and rifles involved, I think Jack's involved as well. Yeah. Like, but I'm uh, wondering if it's... Ralph and some guys from the station yeah. responding to a Jack situation. Could very call. much so. Yeah. So, Could very don't much know. So. You know, to me, it's going to be a situation where you're eventually going to have to drink the Kool-Aid and say, I believe Holly. We're going after something that is not human. It's supernatural, whatever. And, you know, and the whole nine yards. Like, again, it goes back to that whole movie back in the day, The Silver Bullet, you know, with, with Busey and stuff. You know, people... They finally made the clue that we're going to have to go out there and handle this ourselves, and because uh, you know it didn't go, it didn't work out well for them in the movie. Um, but you know, it could have the same effect here. Who knows? I don't know. But, I'm, I'm getting more and more in this like this feeling of like this thing is like a parasitic bug. You know, there's like the bugs that, that get inside you. They lay, you know, something inside you that controls you mm-hmm. while they eat you from the inside basically you know yummy. what i'm saying yeah yummy um but they are there's these worms and yeah uh there's like a wasp that can do it to you and things like that that will it basically will control you until they don't need you anymore you know it, it just, just the more i'm thinking about this parasite like it, it feeds on guilt and all this stuff and i'm like it, make, it keeps making me think of a bug did you ever watch futurama no. Oh well, and nope. Never mind. Well, there's an episode. Fry <laughs> eats a uh, bad tuna fish sandwich, and these parasites essentially get inside of him. Except they make him better. Like he can learn anything instantly, and like he right. starts losing control of himself, and he ends up getting rid of them to become his dumber self, so he can fall in love with Leah or Leela. The other main character in the show, but like I mean, it's kind of like a parasitic thing, right? That can be transferred out throughout the show. And what's the uh, the thing that cats give you? Cat uh, scratch fever? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we're but, out. Yeah. That's it tonight. Bleed TV. Good night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, the the parasite that cats give you, um, and like it's through their litter and things like that. But remember, they don't give it to us really, but they give it to each other. But no, humans have it now. They did some research about people that have motorcycle accidents. Yeah, like ninety nine percent of them have this parasite in them. But yeah, because it's a uh, it's it in makes their poop you reckless. And everything. Yeah, and it's a uh, but it makes worms and oh man, it's disgusting. But it makes mice attracted 
to like the smell of cat piss. So you'll they have video of mice like going straight at cats that they know will kill them, but they just don't. They don't not thinking straight. Ninety nine percent a bicycle bike. Right? They're just finding out people that have reckless, like. So there's a criteria, not all bike. Okay, okay. No, you no. Make, you make more sense now. Okay. People that are they're finding out that people are there more people that are involved in motorcycle accidents for whatever reason. There may be no correlation whatsoever. Have what this is called, and I can't believe I can't remember the name of it. I think it's just worms. I mean, my cats had it. Uh, I've had two cats, and both of them well, had sure these has worms a and everything. Name, but. No, there's a name, and it's not. Oh my god, I can't. Not cat scratch fever. It's not. It's not <laughs> cat scratch fever. Damn. Um, but anyway, I'm just saying. Like, You're it's never gonna put that down. By the way. It's what I mean, it's a thing. They scratch you, you get cat scratch fever, which is real deal. Yeah, uh, scary stuff. But anyway, no, I can't remember what it is now. But but I mean, like I know those worms and everything because like oh man, it's gross seeing it and everything. But it's not in every thing. Do you think that Ralph gets cloned? No. I have no. this strange feeling that Ralph become the Dolphin Game we use is Ralph. I don't think we have enough time. To clone anybody else. I mean, I think it's going to be the strip club owner, and it kind of ends with him. Toxoplasmosis. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Google. Yes. yes. <laughs> Google, thank you. Uh, well, I mean, I, I was, I was going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I saw Not you looking up at everything. Yeah, I was just going to be like, Jake <laughs> yes. just remembered it. It was on the tip of his tongue. He had it. But yeah. no. Just saying. This makes me get that parasite feel. If you remember, when he goes into the barn. Mm-hmm. Right, from a distance, we hear something hit him in the back of the neck. Yeah, we don't see anything. It almost like he was spit on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he he, he got something. That's what I keep thinking, or a stinger or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know either. It, it, I was I was hoping we were gonna get some kind of visual to show how that connection was made. I was hoping seeing this new character with a bubble stuff on his neck that we got to see, like how he was got, how he actually got yeah. it. You know, I mean, my where I work, kids slap you in the back of the neck as a game. You know what I mean? I'm like, what if you, you know, it's all over. Don't imagine <laughs> yeah. throat chopping a kid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Ever did that to me? <laughs> but no, I think it's going to end up leaving a lot of this to our own interpretation and everything. I think that's part of the show. It's yeah. just us believing what we want to believe. All in, no doubt. There ain't no doubt. My question is, when does the when do we get the episode where it truly turns it on? Where okay, the mysteries are no longer mysteries, and it's just drama. We're we're watching HBO series episode nine. That that's when it's gonna happen. Well, we're on episode five. Yeah, we got that's, five. Which more. is why we freaked out because it's it's called Tear Drinker. Yeah, and it's episode five, so we're at the climax of it, right? Mm-hmm. So everything else now has to be. Heading towards a finish. Yeah, everything has to start connecting dots for everybody to go. Uh huh. Only thing Uh is, apparently, there's more books. Well, yeah, he had just finished. He turned in the second one. So yeah, because one of our viewers asked us about it. Like, where did we? Where did we get the information that there's more books coming? Where did you? Where did you? Did you read that somewhere? I seen it on Reddit. I think I I think I just heard it from Cash. So yeah, it was a Reddit, and he had just turned it in. But I mean. Like we talked about off air and stuff, that doesn't necessarily, it's going to be enough time for him to get it up and running or if they even want to turn this into a TV series. Well, so the thing, we don't know if this is going to have an ending. You know what I'm saying? They might just, the end is the end on this. You know Let's I mean? see, I have a feeling that this thing could have an ending that shows that none of this gets out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It all turns dark. You know? Well, just 
everybody that could have proved that there was something wrong here, you know, either dies or would look like a fool trying to say something. Would look like an idiot if they said anything. Well, I mean, could you imagine going out right now? Like, say one of us ended up doing something like this and everything, and then our defense case for the person is the boogeyman made him do it. Yeah. I mean, there's just you no way it's going to get believed. on my neck. <laughs> I didn't put it there. And this thing's been talking to me. And ah! me ah! <laughs> it's killing me. Ah! <laughs> it's doing it again. Get this motherfucker strapped. <laughs> put a needle in this one. <laughs> Don't touch cold. me. Don't touch me. <laughs> Not my neck. So I, I did find out what I forgot, It's strangely, where Holly came from. She is from another... Uh, Stephen King series. Okay. Uh, Mr. Mercedes. Yes. The Mr. Mercedes series, which I've actually listened to the audiobooks on those. They're very good. Gotcha. Hmm. So. That a boy, King. That a boy. So is that before or after this show? Or Outsider? Mercedes is before. Okay. So. Because cool. I, I was like, well, maybe she could live. But I mean, like, no one's going to believe her anyway because of all of her pre-existing stuff. So. Same thing. She's brought in for... PI work and everything. Tracking patterns and stuff like that. So is the lawyer in that? Do you remember? Because he said he's used her before. I don't remember. Okay. I, don't. I doubt it. Seems like a Cherokee City, Cherokee City local. Hey. Cherokee County, I think is what they keep saying. This is Cherokee County legend. All right. Oh. This is the lawyer. Do you, do you, do you all have anything else productive to talk about? This Negative. Show? No, I got nothing. <laughs> okay. We're going to go ahead and call it then. <laughs> Guys, as always, uh, we really appreciate y'all listening. Uh, really appreciate all the communications. It's always a blast. Uh, stick with us. I know this is uh, an odd drop of the show, an odd drop of the pod, but uh, we look forward to next week as always. So this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. See Go Chiefs. <laughs> See y'all next week.